All right. Today's Tuesday. No, today's Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Wednesday night. We're back down to two people. Um, what's the date? June 21st. On the eve of the NBA draft. Um, got a wedding. Well, I got a wedding this weekend. T. He's not going. We also have a wedding. A Conor McGregor fight. Did you say a wedding of Conor McGregor fight? Yeah, we have a wedding that day. Oh, 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 yeah. I thought you were saying that that was, con the announcement was like a wedding. Oh, I well, I don't know, basically. I know what I was thinking. I know yeah, you're hyped about it, so. Hyped about the wedding? No, about the, about the fight. Well, both, That's really. The, maybe the wedding, too. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how you feel about Cassie and Joe, but. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it either. Tear up that dance floor. Yeah. So we got to plan something for that. Anyways, this is episode whatever it is. We were off last. Well, we did an episode last week, but haven't been able to get it up yet. Um, Probably by far the best episode we've ever done. We had a great conversation about golf with Dan and Cousin Calvin. Yeah, we had a great breakdown of the U.S. Open from two true professionals, golf professionals, Cousin Calvin and Dan. I'll try to get it up at some point because it was the best conversation we've had. If not, we'll get them back on for sure. Maybe the British Open. Um, that'll be the next major, I think. But yeah, they did a good job, so shout out to those guys. We'll get them back on. Try to get some more guests for everybody here coming up. So it's just me and T tonight. Um, I'm eating blueberries and watching the town right now. Oh, the town. What, I don't know why, why you're on the podcast right now. I know. It just ended and it's just starting again, so like you got to roll with it again. Oh, yeah. What's that, TNT? I don't know. It's some some weird channel. Oh. But I'll take it. I'm not complaining. Yeah, shout out to that uh, weird channel then. Yeah, shout them out. If you pay us money, we'll say, the, we'll say your real name on the phone. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Uh, so last week we covered the U.S. Open. Calvin and Dan broke it down real nice. I don't know how their predictions made out, but not good. Uh, I don't think they picked that guy who won. No, Cousin Calv was excited about Justin Rose, and Justin Rose did not make the cut. So, But uh, right. Dan definitely gave us a uh, big heads up on uh, Xander Schofel, I think is his name. Yeah, that was he, a big... Uh, yeah. Big sleeper pick for Dan there. Yeah, he played really well, so shout out to Dan for that one. Yeah, they had good insights, good about the course, about the players, about everything. So I'll try to get it up if I can. If not, they'll break it down for us again here coming up. Um, that's about all we covered really last week. We talked about the Penguins winning the championship a little bit. We talked about Cole Peterson getting drafted from Johnsonburg. I believe he just signed his contract, so shout out there. Um, I don't know. He's probably at the facilities for a while, and then he'll go to the, the rookie league there. So shout out there. Um, we talked about money in the bank at the end. I don't know if your predictions made it in or not. My predictions were awesome, so that's all that matters. 
Yeah, Great Balls of Fire is coming up here in a couple weeks, so we'll we'll get your predictions for that too. And that's it from last week. This week, not really, really a slow week, other than the craziness of the NBA off season. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we're on the eve of the draft, so we'll break that down a little bit. We'll break down some of the rumored deals. Um, I mean, the other only other big news really is McGregor Mayweather. There's a Bellator event this weekend. Um, there's a fight night, UFC fight night Sunday. And that's it. That's really all that's going on. So this is going to be a short and sweet episode. And we'll break it down for you, and that's it. You? I don't know where you want to start, or uh, if you've got something. Yeah, just quickly, uh, update on the Channel 79 uh Oh yeah, Vandal, the fantasy. Vandal baseball. Uh, Vo won this week, so out of me, me, Luke, and Vo, we each have one one win for the past three weeks. So we're back all on even playing field. So still nobody else signed up, but that's okay because we're gonna still go at it. And um, I actually played. Uh, I actually played against Luke again tonight. Just me versus him. So. Let me just pull that up right now and see who's winning. But <clears throat> me, uh, yeah, shout Bo- out. Yeah, go ahead. I was just say shout out to Luke. Shout out to Bo. You said you, you and Bo are the only ones in that in the league. Bo and Luke, or yeah, me, Bo and Luke are the only ones in that one so far. All right, guys, get in there. Come on. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so tonight, uh, I'm beating Luke right now, pretty handedly actually. So. He's gonna, he's going down, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun the last couple of weeks, and like I said, we all have one win now, so we'll just keep updating you guys each week on, on the standings there. Yeah, we'll keep that up to date. Um, yeah, I did a free roll tonight, but I'm not doing very well. There's a WNBA free roll tomorrow, so get in that. Um, that's it. Um. Just faint football news. Uh, my commissioner Troy Podesak activated our league already, so nice. Good to go there. I got to pick my keeper. Oh, who um, you got? Just, you the only two options I really have is Dak. Late. Well, okay. I, I kept Odell Beckham the last two years, so he goes back into the back into the draft. I can't keep him anymore. Mm-hmm. So I have Dak in the later rounds, and there was somebody else like Edelman in like fifth or sixth I could keep, but I pretty much have to keep Dak. Yeah. So you have. To, I mean, because like he's like like say he was like my sixteenth round pick, so he's like my sixteenth round pick coming in this year. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. In case anybody didn't know, because there's all obviously different rules for how people do keepers, because sometimes it'll be. You, if you draft them in 16th, next year it's the 15th, then the 14th, and then you have to get rid of them, or, you know, there's a couple different ways. Yeah, some leagues, it's, it, it's just everybody's first-round pick as their keeper. Yeah, we've we've done that in my family league in the past, where the first round, you don't have to keep anybody. Yeah. But if you keep somebody, that's your first-round pick. So, and then we kind of do the first round on the side and say, okay, well, these three these three teams didn't keep anybody, so they get the first crack at everybody, you know, the rest of the field. Yep. So they kind of draft them on the side, and then we put them in prior to the draft. So really we start in round two. Um, 
but anyway. Yeah, so shout out to Troy for activating that. The only downfall is I think he wants to have the draft of the of the McGregor fight day, so Ooh. I will be phoning it in or uh or just, you know, auto picking or whatever it comes out to be. But I but I'll try to persuade him into another week, which sucks for everybody else, but What's he want to draft and then watch the fight? Yeah, yeah, he wants to draft and watch. I watched my first ever UFC card at Troy's house, outside on his back deck. So he's he takes good care of you up there. Always get pizza and stuff like that. So, I mean, that'll be good if if that's what happens. Whatever, we'll figure it out. It's only one year, but that'll be the eleventh year of, of Troy's league. Wow, that's a big time. I don't think I've been in any league that long. Yeah, we had. I think our first year had six teams in it. That's a that's one hell of a league then. Yeah, so we got fancy starting up here. That'll be a big part of our oh yeah our weekly shows for sure coming up. August is going to be stock stockpiled of fantasy. Probably even July, to be honest. I mean, at least yeah, halfway sure. through July, we'll be doing some stuff. For sure, fantasy will be huge. Yeah, and the web the website will be have a lot more content. Oh yeah, nothing but fantasy. Well, not nothing, like ninety percent fantasy maybe, but yeah, we'll hit it hard for fantasy, and we'll keep hitting everything else hard too. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, not much is going on. McGregor Mayweather was announced, um, August twenty sixth, Vegas. Uh, we'll probably have a you know a a full episode dedicated to that. Probably with Troy, maybe anybody else who wants to talk about it. McGregor, a lot of money's going on McGregor just because his odds are so high and it's kind of going back down to earth now. But that'll, I mean, it has two months to change. Um, so there's nothing really any, any breaking news there except the fights happening and all the, you know, the rules are coming out and everything. And I'm sure they'll do a media tour and everything. So we'll oh, yeah. keep up with that. But there's really nothing there except the fights happening. Um, yeah. I did hear that somebody I can't remember where I can't remember if it's ESPN or Yahoo or something, but the article read, that I read said this could be um, one of Vegas's biggest mistakes underestimating McGregor, just because like you said he's such a big underdog that if he goes out and wins, you know they could be paying up a lot of money. So we'll see. But yeah, I mean it, it's yeah. it's definitely. I mean, they, I mean, I mean, they're doing. I mean, they're not doing anything wrong. It's it's a super, super underdog. But I, I, the, where the line is now, I just saw this broken down online. Where the line is now, he would be like the, the most favorited underdog of, of McGregor's like last six or eight opponents or something like that. Mm-hmm. You mean Mayweather's last six or eight? Yeah, like everybody else is like you know worse odds now. But when it opened, it was it was like twelve hundred. He was like plus twelve hundred or something. Yeah, whoever got in early on that's probably feeling pretty good about them. Yeah, I mean, you can't put a hundred on him at plus twelve hundred. That's you get nothing to lose there, really. No, I mean, plus twelve hundred. I mean, if you throw a dollar on it, I mean, dollar's probably not the minimum bet. But even if you throw ten bucks on it, like, I mean, I would do that. Yeah, for sure. You'd have. I mean, you'd, you'd be stupid not to, really. Like even if you were gonna bet, so even if you were gonna bet like a thousand dollars on Floyd, yeah, you still like, just throw just it. throw ten or fifty on McGregor, and that way you cover your losses, 
if if by some chance you don't win the Floyd bet. Yep. So yeah, that's it how a, I would have done it if I were. Yeah, it opened. There. Yeah, it opened up crazy like that, but it's down like in the five hundreds now, I think, or something. So, mm-hmm. so we'll see how that goes. Um. Anyway, I think the bulk of tonight's going to be NBA free agency and the draft. So. Uh, the only other news is there's a Bellator card Saturday. Um, there's two cards. Actually, one card is free on Spike, and then after that, there's a card on pay-per-view from Madison Square Garden. Uh, this is probably the biggest event Bellator ever put on. We don't got to spend a lot of time on it, but just to throw it out there that it's happening. Watch it on Spike. You don't really have to pay the money for it, but if you're not doing anything, watch it on Spike. Penn State guy in the main event on Spike, so check that out. He's favored, in case anyone is wondering. Yeah, he's the light heavyweight champion, so that's cool. I think I mentioned last, must have been last week, that they were talking about doing a card in Penn State with him and Ed Ruth, the other guy on the roster from Penn State. Um, so that'd be cool. I don't know if that was last week or the week before, but check that out if you're hanging out Saturday or whatever. Um, there's a UFC fight night Sunday, which I have no idea who's on. Don't even know if it's on TV or Flight Pass or whatever it is, but yeah. But check that out. Um, that's pretty much it for current events for me. I don't know if you got anything. Nope. Uh, well, I guess just we the college football stuff, right? Yeah, we have. Uh, they updated the college football spread, so I'll update on that too. But before we get there. Um, I was just looking at uh, just NFL stuff earlier, and the sources say that the Raiders and Carr are gonna close on a major deal, you know, within the coming month or two. So, I just expect him to be probably the highest-paid quarterback. And obviously, these things are cyclical, right? So he'll be the highest-paid quarterback this year. Then next year, three or four guys will get a new contract, and they'll be the highest-paid. But um, the Raiders are definitely, it seems like they're going to link their future with Carr. So I know Raiders fans are probably excited about that. I'm just, I'm not high on him. Um, I think that he's benefiting from uh, a decent offensive line and uh, Amari Cooper is just a beast. So, and Crabtree's no joke either. So we'll see, but he has... um, Marshawn Lynch this year to lean on too, so I can see them, him and them as a team having a decent year this year, but I don't know. I don't see him as being a franchise quarterback, so I don't know how you feel about him. Um, I don't like him a lot, but he's one of the guys where you, I mean, you kind of have to to do it at this point. I mean, what else? nothing else out there unless you suck you know, real bad next year and get Arnold or somebody like that. I mean, there's really not a lot of franchise quarterbacks out there anymore. So if you get somebody like that, you ha- I mean, you really have to pay him money or get stuck with uh, – get stuck with – let me throw out a name out there. Uh, Brock Osweiler. Yeah, Brock Osweiler or some clown from Cleveland or – the heck, that's He's what I was trying to think. That guy's name from Cleveland. Now. Yeah, I was trying to think of that guy from Cleveland. Kessler? No, no, he's not in Cleveland anymore. He was oh. started over Manziel his first year there. McCown? 
No, my Mike McDonald, he's cool, but, uh... Oh, I don't know who then. I can't think of him. They, I mean, they've only had, like, 20 quarterbacks in the last 13 years, so... Yeah, what the heck is his name? <clears throat> Pat Devlin's on the Browns roster? That's pretty sweet. I don't know who that is, but... He played for Delaware in college. Oh. Oh, yeah, um, Brian Hoyer, that's that guy. He's, oh, a, he's a bomb. So, I mean, it's either you pay Carr $25 million or you get stuck with Hoyer for, geez, like 17 probably, and then you you win, you know, six games, and that's it. Yeah. No, that's that's a fair point. Yeah. I just don't think he's – I mean, I guess I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's more – I don't know. He, he, he doesn't seem like he deserves to be the highest-paid quarterback, but like I said, everything is cyclical. So, in two years down the road, he'll probably be in the top third – but closer to the middle than the number one paid quarterback. So, anyway, yeah, I mean, he's, but, <clears throat> I don't yeah. know. There's there's money to be made out there. Just gotta oh, find yeah. your find your what you need to do. Make a hundred million dollars a night like McGregor will, and yeah, just train nonstop for the rest of your life. Hey, it's all about lifestyle. That's right. You want to do something, do it. Somebody will pay you enough money to do it. Exactly. That's what we're here for right now. Channel 79. Get that paid. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah, so then on the college football side, I just updated. Um, Alabama's still number one, or still favored. Uh, they're only at plus 275 now. Ohio State's number two favored. Then USC, Florida State, and then Oklahoma and Penn State are tied so they're tied at four um they're plus 1400 um and then michigan i don't know that kind of came out of left field i didn't think that they were i didn't think there's a lot of hype around them this year but who knows and then yeah, they probably got a lot of a lot of alumni throwing money at them yeah that's true so and then the rest of the top tenors auburn lsu louisville georgia clemson and then the University of Washington. So, what was Penn State? Penn State was tied for fourth with Oklahoma for oh. being the fourth best or fourth most likely to win. I guess. What's their odds? Eight hundred. Fourteen hundred. Oh, even better. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we I broke down Penn State's schedule a little bit there a couple weeks ago. I think they they have two tough games back to well three tough games back to back and then. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's on the road, but it helped them out that it's only at 3.30 and not a night game, so that helps them. So, yeah, that's I'm excited for, definitely excited for college football, excited for fantasy football, excited for McGregor Mayweather. We got got all kinds of stuff to look forward to, so excited to see what the Cavs do in free agency, excited for the draft tomorrow. Just an exciting time to be a Channel 79 fan. Yeah, well, the thing that kicks it off the most, I mean, I know I'm skipping a little forward and, and I'm not trying to disrespect the NBA draft, but the thing that kind of kicks it off for me is the Jones-Cormier fight July 29th. And then, like, after that, everything starts rolling. I mean, then we're, like, middle of fantasy, se- fantasy football season. And then McGregor... Mayweather fight and then real football start you know then football actually starts in September so I mean that July 29th 
fight with Cormier and Jones kind of, for me, kicks it off for us, you know, the things that I'm excited for. And then not to mention Madden comes out at the end of August. So, yeah, we'll get mad for sure. So that's put on your calendar. T's official start to the summer. Yep. UFC 214, which also news there. They announced the 145 women's title, Cyborg and Megan Anderson. Mm-hmm. So that's some news there for everybody. And they and they um, just put my boy Sage Northcutt on the card. So yeah, he, super, super Sage Northcutt. Turn, but. Got a new opponent. I don't even know his name. But that's T's boy, so look out for that. Um, I mean, there's like a UFC fight like every weekend. So if you're do- not doing anything on the weekend, look for the UFC fights coming up. Uh, I was just going to say something else. Oh, yeah, Madden comes out August 25th. So you're going to get Madden August 25th, play all night. Watch McGregor Mayweather August 26th. Wedding August 26th. Yeah, wedding, but. Yeah, some people got to go to weddings. That's life. Yeah, and just a just a FYI to the Xbox One owners out there, we might be putting together Channel Seventy Nine Madden League. So we'll have more details to come. But if you're an Xbox One owner and you buy Madden, tweet us or something. Oh yeah, we'll get you going. We'll get you on our party chat for sure. So, yeah, just a little blueberry. A little blueberry go down the wrong tube. Yeah. But that's all right. Keep chomping them down. Yep. So, so that's that's pretty much it other than the NBA stuff, right? Yeah, that's all I had, I think, so. All right. Um, Yeah, nothing else happened. There's a Game of Thrones trailer that came out today pretty sweet so look out for Game of Thrones if you don't watch it you should Um, the Vegas hockey team had their expansion draft today I think so I don't really know what happened but if that's what you're interested in look it up check it out Vegas is a cool spot so I'm not sure I'm a big fan of the Golden Knight as their mascot but I guess it could be worse yeah, I don't really know what that has to do with Vegas or anything, but... Well, I think it's like... Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to say. Golden Nugget? No. I was just thinking, like, I don't know if it's, like, Golden Knight, like... I know it's spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. Oh, like Golden Knight, like, if it's, like, a play on words, like, it's, like, Vegas is Golden City, Golden Knight, because it lights up at night. I don't know. But either way, I'm not a huge... Uh, fan, but Flurry did get picked by them. So, yeah, I know Kelvin was a Dan too. I'm <laughs> sure they were happy about that. Cleared all the cap space for the Penguins. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where they're playing at really in Vegas. I'm not, sh- uh, I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah, Unless I don't know. At the T-Mobile place. That's what I was or... thinking, but I don't, I don't know if they would do that or not. Maybe for a year. I mean, uh, they're not gonna have a stadium built within. What is it? Four or five months till the season starts in October. So they're not a new one. I'm somewhere. sure there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of places that they could plug them in at, though. Yeah. Well, where's you know? Probably UNLV probably has a hockey rink or something. I don't know. 
They'll yeah, I'm sure. Out, I'm sure there's something there. So keep an eye out for that. They should be called the Casino Royales. That would have been I'll bet that would have been better than the Golden Knight. <laughs> that would have, that's our spot for sure. Or the Dirty D's. Yeah. That's a good spot too. Alright, I just saw that on my Twitter timeline, so I figured I'd bring that up. Now I'm out of stuff to talk about. So we can go into NBA talk. Oh, the Yankees won tonight, so there's another current event. Yuck. And now I'm out of stuff to talk about. So now we can go into NBA. I don't know if you want to do the trade rumors first. Yeah, let's do let's do trade or any rumors first, and then we can kind of break down the draft. So, uh, did you have any outstanding reports or anything you wanted to go into first? Uh, nothing crazy. Um, D Wade picked up his player option in Chicago, so he's not going anywhere. Uh, Paul Gasol opted out of his player option in San Antonio. Technically, Durant opted out of his player option, but he's renegotiating in Golden State. Um, the Cavs fired, or not, I don't know, they didn't fire him, but they let go of their general manager, so they're, the owner's just kind of winging it on the phones here, making trade, trying to make trades or getting ready for the draft or whatever, whatever the heck he's doing. He's a clown anyway, so... Yeah. And then, um, yeah, um, I think you mentioned some guys got set traded. You wanted to hit on? Yeah, I had a couple, a couple news and notes around the league. Uh, the first one was Chauncey Billups is meeting with the Cavs uh, to become the player or uh, president of player operations, I believe. So, and then, yeah, I guess uh, we could talk about the Cavs for a bit. They fired David Griffin, their general manager, mm-hmm. who. Um, I know LeBron wanted back, um, you know, with the contract extension or whatever. So this just brings up the the uh, past history of LeBron and the owner Dan Gilbert not getting along when the uh, when LeBron left the first time. So it uh, at least makes the conversation interesting with LeBron's free agency coming up after next year. You know what they can do with the roster. Mm-hmm. This year to compete with Golden State, and you know what the teams out west can do for their rosters to try to try to lure him away from the from Cleveland again. So it at least makes it a little bit more interesting. Anyway, I don't know if he'll leave again, but I think there's depth. I I feel there's a, a larger chance than you know two days ago that he will. Not that it's a big chance, but yeah, I just I think that he's. Um, I think that he's not. He, I think that he's gonna eventually leave again. Um, I just think that there's greater opportunities in other cities uh, to make money, and I think he's after that. Not to say that he doesn't want to win basketball games either, but um, I don't know. I think that he's probably a little tired after this year of having, like we've said all along, the best roster and still not being able to win. And like you just said, they're not going to get any better if Gilbert isn't going to help improve that to save himself when LeBron's gone. So it just feels like all all indications are pointing to LeBron not going to be a Cleveland Cavalier after you know next year or even a couple years down the road. I don't know. That's just how I that's just how I envision it happening is you know eventually 
Gilbert's way, just wearing thin on LeBron again and LeBron going somewhere else. Yeah, it could definitely happen. I mean, Gilbert could drive him out again. And then and Kyrie, I think, is already talking with his team, and he's going to, you know, request a trade if LeBron does indeed leave. And I imagine if that happens, you know, they'll just completely rebuild and ship Love out and everybody out at that point. But yeah, uh, you said, you know, there's other opportunities, you know, outside of basketball in L.A. or wherever. I mean, I wasn't even thinking about that standpoint, just from a basketball, you know, championship standpoint. Yeah. I don't know if the Lakers can put together a roster that is that you know will be better than the Cavs roster this year. I just you know I don't know. I know they have cap space, but I don't know if Paul George, LeBron, Lonzo Ball, and two other guys is better than his roster this year. So I, I just don't know who's going to be able to give him a better opportunity to win than Cleveland yeah. at this point. Well, they if have, they can make a little bit of moves here and there. Yeah, the Lakers are a little bit interesting. I mean, we can get into my next news point from here, but they just traded D'Angelo Russell and I think it was Mozgov. Yeah, Mozgov's to, contract. Yeah, yeah to no. um, the Nets for Brooke Lopez. So they got a big man coming back in Brooke Lopez. But they also have some young talent in L.A. that still – People should still be excited about. It. I mean, last year they drafted Brandon Ingram. What was that number two overall? Julius Randle. And they have Julius Randle still. So I mean, they have a nice little young nucleus, but it's just I don't know. I, I don't know. LeBron's gonna have a hard time finding anywhere near the talent he had on his team this year, and they still couldn't do anything against the Warriors. So yeah, that's a, that's what I'm saying. I don't think LeBron, Paul George, Lonzo Ball. Um, Ingram and Julius Randle wins wins the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean not not that that's that's exactly what it would look like, but that that's a possibility mm-hmm. because when they traded D'Angelo Russell, they cleared Thompson's contract, brought in Brook Lopez, who was who has an expiring contract after this coming season. So they'll have cap room for two max contracts, which would in theory be LeBron and Paul George. Yeah. So they'll have the room, but I just don't think that team is is any closer to beating the Warriors as they currently stand than Cleveland was this year. Nope. And let's be honest, in two years, LeBron's going to be two years older. I mean, he can't last forever. So Yeah. I I don't know. I've been saying he probably has... I think he'll be at the end of his, end of his high, higher quality years at that point and then have maybe one or two left after that. I think his prime is going to last longer than a couple, you know, than a normal person. So I think he has a handful of high-quality years left, and then it'll go down. But, um, but I mean, he'll transition into a different role for sure if he can compete for championships every year. Yeah. Um, I was just going to bring up another point, but I forget. Let me think here for a second. Um, I don't know. I forget. Whatever. We'll think about it later. Alright. Well, you know, we'll still be here probably. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, that's that's the news out of the Lakers is D'Angelo. It's just a report now, but it's pretty. I think it's pretty much done. Um, and the NBA, before we get any further, I guess I should say this. The NBA is the most exciting 
free agency slash well maybe not free agency but definitely the most exciting nba or draft of the major sports like there's deals that happen all throughout the night either players being drafted by one team and then the rights being traded for to another team like there's there's probably a good 25 to 35 transactions in an nba draft and there's only two rounds i mean that this is the most fluid and fun of the professional sports draft, in my opinion, um, the NBA. So, yeah, NBA draft and free agency and everything is bananas because it's like only it's in like a two week stretch and everything's done. Yeah, exactly. So it's just yep. it's just straight madness for like two weeks and then yeah, it's crazy. It's just it's crazy and I'm you know I'm pumped to watch a draft. I got a couple of, you know a couple guys I'm high on. I like to see where they go. And, um, obviously, a cast fan as long as a bronzer. So I like to see what kind of moves they can pull off and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be an interesting night tomorrow night for the draft and everything. So, um, so we talked about D'Angelo. I think the, only, the other trade was Dwight Howard to the Hornets, my boy Campbell Walker's team. Um, Dwight Howard's kind of a bum now. His back hurt for 10 years, and he doesn't really do much anymore. So I don't think that makes a big difference. Well, he wait a second. Moving, he moving was, up the coast there. Wait, he was traded to the Hornets. Yeah. Oh, I I have that wrong then. I thought he was traded to. I thought he was traded to the Pelicans. No, there's way too many centers for the Pelicans. Yeah, well, that's what I. Okay, that's <laughs> because I have that in my notes, and I when I first seen that, and I said, wait a second, they have Cousins and they have Anthony. Um, or not Anthony. Um. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Oh, oh yeah, Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the last name. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was thinking when I seen that and I put in my notes, I go, "Wait a second, that's so they they're gonna have to make another deal somewhere." <laughs> but now that makes a lot more sense now that you say um, he's on the Hornets. So. Yeah, Hornets. Um, I think they feel like a second round pick, and I don't even know what else. Probably probably a contract to match. Well, they were probably under actually. No one, no one, Charlotte. Oh yeah, I guess I guess the contract didn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess Jordan's the pulling the strings in Charlotte. So I don't know what the heck he's doing, but it'll be an interesting. I don't. I don't even know. I mean, kind of. I don't know. I like. I like to see Kemba do good, but I don't. He doesn't really have that good of a team down there anymore. Yeah, so the Hornets the Hornets get Dwight Howard and the thirty first pick. <clears throat> and the Hawks get the forty first pick, Bellinelli and Miles Plumley. So Yeah. I mean that just that just goes to show you Dwight Howard's how far he's fallen. Yeah, really. He's being traded for Marco Bellinelli and Miles Plumley. <laughs> I mean, I know it's I know it's a numbers financial game, but that's they, they he would not be in that package three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, that's not an even, well, that's said that's an even exchange of talents now, I guess, yeah. for Dwight Howard. Um, that's really it as far as trade go. Uh, Penn State guy, Tim Fraser, got traded to the Wizards today for a second-round pick. So he'll be backing up John Wall there, I guess, point guard. Yeah. Um, and then it's just a the turmoil that Phil Jackson's causing in New York City um, taking calls for 
Porzingis and pretty much telling Melo he's he's done there. So that's they got chaos going in, up there in, in the garden. So that should be an interesting team to look for tomorrow to move a deal. Mm-hmm. And then the two big names, really, well, the two other big names other than the, the next guys would be Jimmy Butler and Paul George, I guess. Yep. Um, and we could talk about them, but I think that's about it as far as big names go that are looking to, or that could be moved tomorrow anyway. But that's my, this, that gets to my point earlier about how nuts the NBA is around draft time because Jimmy Butler is the best player in Chicago. Paul George is the best player in Indiana. Some people would argue that Porzingis and or Mello, one of those two, are the best player in New York, and they're both linked with trade rumors. It's like you don't get that in the NFL, where four four you know the best player on four different teams are all you know in trade talks or in talks of being traded. It just doesn't happen in the NFL like that. And baseball, you know, their draft is so separated from their free agency that. It, it doesn't even matter. Um, but that's just what I mean about how crazy the NBA is. All these stars' names are being linked with trades when other leagues don't even have anywhere near that that amount of excitement. Yeah, it's, it's definitely definitely madness with those four guys and then all the other role players or even you know other guys we haven't even heard about yet that could be moved. So it's, it's crazy. I know just from a Cavs standpoint of things they've been trying to talk uh, with the Pacers about with the Pacers about George and with the Bulls about Butler and I think if I mean I think it would have to be it has to be love or a package with their their foreign guy Osmond coming in but I think if they can get I mean I don't think it's possible but if they could get one of those two guys without giving up love that's the move they would have to make. But I don't know. I don't think a package without love would be able to get it done. No, probably not. But I'd like to see, I mean, if it can happen, I'd definitely like to see it happen just because they would be able to compete with, I mean, Kyrie, LeBron, Jimmy Butler, Love, Tristan Thompson would definitely compete with the five the Warriors have out there. So, Yeah. I mean, I like it if they can keep love. If they can't, I would be kind of sad, but whatever. I don't know if it's going to happen anyway just because the Cavs don't have a lot of mm-hmm. appealing pieces to include in a deal, really. Yeah. I don't know. That's pretty much it for for any rumors so far. I don't think anything else new has come out tonight, so I don't know if you got anything else. Nope, just... I mean, it kind of leads us into the draft, but the Celt- the Sixers obviously traded with the Celtics to get the number one pick. So that wasn't. I mean, that's been out there for a while, but I don't think yeah. I talked about it last week. So yeah, Sixers and the Celtics swap one and three. swap picks, really. I guess. Yeah, I think that's all. I think that's all that was involved. To be honest, I I can't remember if there was. I mean, yeah, I can't remember if there's anything else added to that or. Or not? I, I, yeah, I think it was I like a, I think it was like a pick in uh, nine, like twenty nineteen. I think a pick was included. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't believe the Celtics would do that without getting some kind of compensation. Yeah. But, <clears throat> so yeah, that's that's really the last piece of news that I had. That's it. So Celtics are picking first. 
Sixers are picking first. Sixers are picking first, and it's going to be... Well, you look kind of like the Sixers. Who are they going to pick? Yeah, I think they're they're going to... I think it's Fultz. I think it's been Fultz the whole way to be number one, um, regardless of kind of who made that selection. Yeah. And I think that... Um, so I think that the Sixers will stay with Fultz, but they're going to have a pretty pretty good team if Fultz is everything that people think he is. I mean, they still have, like, Gerald Henderson under contract, which I know he's old, uh, but he's just a steady player. Um, and then they obviously have Ben Simmons, who didn't play at all this year. And they still have Embiid and Okafor. So, I mean, they still have, they're going to have a nice, they're going to be really extremely young, but they have a nice core of players that could hopefully grow together over the next, you know, three or four years. So, hopefully all the, you know, tanking or whatever has paid off and now they're ready to actually start making some noise in the league um but i like it i think i think in terms of just the overall draft and i said this before i think jason tatum is the is gonna prove to be the best player at the end you know when we look at back 10 years down the road i think that he's gonna be the best player but for this year for this sixers team i think it just makes too much sense to draft uh, Markel Fultz, and so that's the way I think they'll go, and I think that's probably the way that every analyst and whatever saying is going to happen. So that's who I'm. That's who I think they'll take, and I would be extremely happy with that. So yeah, I think you're right. I think it'll be Fultz, no matter who it is, or who it was, who it would have been, or who it is, or whatever happens. Um, the Tatum will be the potentially the best of the lot. So where do you think he'll he'll end up going tomorrow? Um, so it, it, it's going to be a little interesting because it'll depend on what L.A. does. Um, L.A. right now is rumored to be picking ball. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even sold that they'll do that. I think that he's a little bit overhyped. Um, but I think if they pass up on Tatum there... I think the Celtics are keying in on Josh Jackson, and I think Danny Agent has actually even said this in the past that he thinks Josh Jackson is going to be the better player out of the draft, and he's he's the I think he was a freshman out of Kansas. I mean, I know he's out of Kansas, but I think he was a freshman this year, and he's like six eight. So I think if they pass him up there, I think that he'll go. Tatum will go to either Phoenix or Sacramento um, at four or five, but he's not going to go. In my opinion, he doesn't drop past Sacramento. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like Tatum's game. I like Lonzo's ball game, too, really, but I just think he comes with so much baggage. I don't know. I really don't know what the Lakers are thinking. But you mentioned uh, Josh Jackson, who is either number my favorite or second favorite of the draft. Um and I like uh, Malik Monk out of Kentucky as well. Those are my two favorite guys of the draft. Yeah. They both go top ten. I don't know where they'll end up, but those are the two guys I'll be looking for. I'll be somewhat following them in the league, depending on where they go. Um. Well, I said I said before too of, um, but when the Sixers were three, that they would be dumb to pass on. I mean, I would want them to obviously. Tatum's my is the guy I'll be following most, but um, if if the Sixers stayed at three, 
and Fultz was out, like I would have liked to see Monk get picked at three overall. They actually, I, you know, some of the people I've seen now have Monk falling a little bit. So they have him right now. The consensus is um, Orlando at six. Um, so he's not falling, you know, super far. But I thought coming in, you know, a month or two ago, he and Fultz were pretty much like one and two without knowing the Lakers had the second overall pick locked up. But <clears throat> I would, I, if I were, the, if I were the Lakers, I would be picking. Um, if there's obviously they're going to want a point guard now, I guess because D'Angelo's yeah. been traded. But if I were picking them, I wouldn't be picking Ball. I would be picking Monk. I think he's going to be the best point guard out of this, out of this draft. So I mean, after Fultz, obviously, but they can't pick Fultz at two if the Sixers do at one. So that's just my take. I'm not, as you can tell, I'm not very high on Ball. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, I think it's kind of like you know, kind of how it is. Either you either like him or. You hate him. Um, mm-hmm. I do like his game. I just don't like his. Well, I think like I don't know. I watched him in over the end of the season, and obviously in March Madness. I don't know. I don't feel like he ever elevated the team to do you know to be to be a great team. I th- I think he was just a really good player on a really good UCLA team, and. I don't think he elevated that team to do anything special. Now, you can say the same about Monk and De'Aaron Fox, right? So they both played for Kentucky, and they didn't do much in the tournament. Or you could say that about Tatum, and he didn't do much in the tournament because Duke bowed out. Um, but UCLA was one of the top teams this year, and he was obviously a, a decent part of that. I just don't think that he, – he didn't really impress me, I guess is the best way to just say that. Yeah, that's that's fair. I think I think a lot of people would would say the same thing. Um, I mean, I, I, did, I wasn't like blown away by his game or anything. I think it was pretty solid. I think he, if he works hard, he can go into something. I just don't know if LA is the place for him to be with mm-hmm. his, with growing up there and his family there and everything. I think it would, you know, it either would benefit him to get away or it would be a disaster for him to to leave home for the first time. You never know. Yeah. Um, but does, is, uh, is there even a chance to like get away? I mean, even if he gets drafted at Boston, like you don't think his dad's not going to follow him over there? I mean, um, well, not as. I mean, he won't be. I mean, he'll probably he won't be there every day with his two other kids. One going to UCLA, one still in high school out there. I can't imagine. You know, they're going to pick up and move, but. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know with him. Who knows? He's gonna want to be plastered all over everywhere. And the best. I mean, yeah, that he's isn't following be... his son at UCLA. It's following his son whoever wherever he goes in the NBA. So. Yeah, I think it would be different if he was, you know, the, the youngest one coming out now. But it's he's the first one, so he's gotta split his time somehow. You know, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting for sure with the big. Uh, um character that is his father turned out to be anyway but that's that's whatever you mentioned jason tatum a duke guy where do you we you seen other duke guys going yeah um uh harry giles was a freshman this year he's probably they had him in the top 15 
Um, and then they had Luke Kennard actually going to the Bulls at 16. So, I don't, I mean, I I can see Giles. He's, he's young and he has, he's like one of those guys who, he didn't really show much in college, but he just has a freak athletic ability. And um, so he's one of those guys that just has so much potential that it's almost stupid not to draft him, regardless of his lack of production. Kennard, uh, to me, is... You can you could draft him in the second round, um, not to dismiss him or anything, but I don't know. He's just another he's just another really good shooter, kind of like D- McDermott, Doug McDermott when he came out, um, and even even JJ Redick when he came out to you know link him up with another Duke guy. But <clears throat> um, yeah, so it's nice to see Duke has potentially three uh, top twenty picks at least. Um, but I don't. I, if I were if I were a GM, I wouldn't be picking Luke Kennard in the top fifteen or sixteen. I'd be at the end of the first round or beginning of the second round with him. Yeah, I thought there's... that was. I thought that was high for him too, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Maybe he, you know, maybe he worked out well or something. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it, and and honestly, he could go to a team that is. Well, like I said, they they pick Chicago. Or I'm sorry, that what I'm looking at is they have him going to Chicago. But if he went if he went to a team that needed a setup shooter, like if he went to Cleveland, that would be different. He he could make an impact there, uh, being a a kickout play for LeBron. Yeah, but, and like and like he could you know just follow Corver around 24 hours a day. Yeah, even even the same <laughs> thing if he you know if he went to uh, uh like Oklahoma City, you know where Russell. Will Westbrook will dominate the ball? Yeah. And then when they need an outlet and a scorer, just pass it out to Luke because he he can shoot it. I mean that there's no debating that. Um, but he's not really, in my opinion, that top tier talent that you could get and morph into a super player. You know. So, um, but good for him. I mean, he's obviously proved that he's worth it. So. Yeah, um, spot-up shooters are have gotten drafted higher and higher. I mean, obviously the way the the Warriors play and all that kind of stuff, they've been valued higher. Like Booker coming out of Kentucky there for the Suns, who developed into a, a better player than just a spot-up shooter. But I guess that's the hope with all of them. And then um, I don't know. I, just, I mean, I guess the spot-up shooter in the top ten is really Monk. He's probably the best shooter. Other than maybe, I don't know, Fultz has a good pursuiting, but I think Balls has a decent shot. But, yeah. I mean, the other guard from Kentucky, Fox, doesn't really have a jump shot yet. I don't think Josh Jackson has a trustworthy three-point shot yet. So, yeah, um, it's definitely a uh, coveted skill set, you know, that knockdown shooter, the way that the game's going. Yep. So that's it. I'm looking at a mock draft. I don't really see anything out of the ordinary. Um, no, you know, I, I'm just. I'm a little bit. Um. Oh, I guess. I guess Frank Jackson is another guy from. He's from Duke. He's a, he's projected 33 overall. So, I mean, if he gets drafted a couple spots ahead of that, Duke could have four people in the first round. Um, yeah, that'd be because. Um, so. Yeah, the person I don't see here is 
um, the point guard from Kansas. Yeah, Frank Mason. I saw him before. He was in the second round. Which, again, oh yeah, I see him now. He's 44th to the Knicks on the one I'm looking at. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's a, definitely be a quality role player for a team, I think. That'd be a good pick in the second round for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, that just goes to show you, like, Josh Jackson, who had a really good year at Kansas, incredible even, and he's going to get drafted 30 spots or 35 spots maybe even ahead of Frank Mason, who had a great career at Kansas, but teams look at him and say, you're a senior. You know, you had to stay in college these years. If you were really worth it, you would have came out after the first year or two. Yeah. So it just kind of, I know teams want to build for the future in the top, you know, in the top 15, that's fine in the draft. But other teams who need to build solid pieces around, um, they need to be taking him instead of some of these flyers on a seven-footer that nobody's ever heard of. Because in reality, how many times have you seen a team draft a seven-footer out of some small school or um, some different country and have that person not pan out? I mean, Yao Ming was the only one that really panned out, and he was seven-foot-six. I mean, he couldn't help but be productive. But I don't know. If I were a, if I were a GM, I'd be looking long and hard at taking somebody like uh, Mason instead of. And I'm looking right now at Toronto's projection. So Toronto, even though they have Kyle Lowry, you could use Frank Mason as a backup. But they have projected to the Raptors. Uh, rap, yeah, the Raptors. Jake's <laughs> up there. Um, the Raptors. They have projected Isaiah. Hartenstein from Lithuania. He's a seven-footer. Like, I've never heard of this guy. That doesn't mean that he's not good. But it's like, I would rather have a guy who's been playing at college, a top college, and has played solid for the last four years versus some no-name guy who just has seven feet, you know, seven feet tall. So. Yeah, I definitely... Definitely, like, if if anybody's listening that watches the, the draft tomorrow night... The sec- whole second round is going to be, I don't know, the NBA draft's weird because they pick guys and then you just stash them overseas mm-hmm. and then they'll come back to the NBA like two, three years later. So it's, it's a it's a weird, weird kind of thing they got going on, and that, especially in the second round. They draft all these overseas guys who aren't ready to come over yet, so they just, you know, stash them. It basically, they just draft the rights to them like they're not even joining the team yet. They're not even ready to join the team yet for two to three years, but... Yeah, I mean, it's guess it's kind of like, kind of like, um, like club soccer in a way, really. Yeah, it's it's almost exactly like that because yeah. they draft. So take Ricky Rubio for example. They draft him, but he's what sixteen or seventeen, and he's he's a professional in yep wherever yep. he's playing. So they like so they so they keep him in the professional league over in Spain or Germany or any of those countries and so they're playing at a professional level you know and they then they bring them over after three years after they've been developed as you know as their body grows because if you're gonna there's no way you're bringing in a 17 or 18 year old kid into the league unless they look like LeBron I mean yeah for sure so 
it's just it's just one of those things, and then they get a chance to develop them and watch them overseas, and then some guys, some some of those guys, get drafted and they never come over. Yep. Yep. So, you know, that's just like you said, it that happens a lot towards the middle of the draft, and then at the very end they'll start to do that again. But picks between picks like twenty five and forty, my guess is there's going to be four or five of those guys. So, I mean, that's only 15 picks. My guess is a third of those will be draft and stash guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, at least that many for sure. It's a, it's a different thing if you're only used to watching, like, the NFL draft or whatever. It's, it's definitely a different, mm-hmm. whole different strategy, really, with, I guess, with the game being, you know, I guess football isn't played anywhere except here, so you can't really stash them anywhere, but... Yeah. Yeah, so that's a little different. Yep. Uh, but that's it. I like. I'll be basically. I'll be. I'll be watching the draft for sure. I mean, any any draft for me is is a good night to watch on TV for sure. Big fan of the NFL draft. NBA draft is right up there too. Um, like I said, the two guys I'm I'm high on the most, I guess, is Monk and Josh Jackson. And then, like you mentioned, all the trades and all the movement and all that kind of stuff, that's enough to keep you interested and invested in the whole night that it's on. I believe they do both rounds right there. So, I mean, everything will be done. And uh, I don't know when free agency starts, but that's coming up soon too. So, Yeah, it's all in, it's all in uh, one night. But you see, like, you can even see now when you're looking at some of the draft, like, tickers, they'll have... Um, just a, an example of how many trades happen. The Celtics right now are picking third, and that's via a trade with the Sixers from Sacramento. Yeah. So the, it's the original Sacramento's pick that the Sixers had that the Sixers traded to the Celtics. So, I mean, it just goes to show you that like, there's so many different ways to you know twist. And in and, and the NBA, you can trade you know, what, two, three, four years down the road. So you could, theoretically, you could trade your entire, some team could trade their entire 2021 draft for a pick this year. You know, you don't see you don't see that at all in any other sports. Like, you might go out a year or two, but some of these, some of these guys have, have, like the Celtics there for a while, they had Brooklyn's, like, first-round pick for, like, four years in a row. I mean, yeah. you just don't see that in other, you don't see that in other leagues. Yeah, the NBA is, is great, like with the, all the um, protections you can put on your picks, and you oh, know, if, if this pick is, if this pick yeah. is here, then you get the next pick, and if that's there, then you get our next pick. It's um, it's uh, it's way more complex than just you know a, a, a third round pick in football or whatever. It's they really. Mm-hmm. They really got it down to a science for sure, and it's it's definitely interesting for people like me and you to to try to keep up with. That's for sure, and all our listeners, I'm sure, are interested in that kind of stuff too. So. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't imagine being a GM and like having to follow if somebody offered me like their second round pick, having to follow like how many teams it went through to get there. Yeah, because it could be. I mean, it could be up to it could be up to a handful of teams. Like it could be. Originally, it could have been like the Lakers pick that got traded in some draft to this guy, but and then was protected, like you said, a top five protected t- pick in this draft, 
and that didn't happen, so it got reverted to a different pick. Like, yeah. You drive yourself crazy trying to figure out what who who was the original owner of this pick. Yeah, but definitely, somehow, definitely. Yeah, so. Well, if I was a GM, I think I would, I would enjoy that. <laughs> if I was actually a GM, yeah. Maybe someday we'll be a GM. The Cavs are hiring, so we could put her, put her yeah. resume in. I'll talk to Chauncey once he gets the job. Yeah, we'll we'll tweet him. If anybody knows Chauncey Billups, tell him he's got two GMs here waiting for him. Yeah. Well, that's. I don't know if you thought of anything else to talk about, but. No, I think. But I think I'll just. Just one last thing I'll read off. This is from NBA.com. This is Lonzo Ball's little paragraph thing on a jig. Um, while the Lakers are also looking hard at De'Aaron Fox and Josh Jackson, a majority of front offices believe they will stick with Ball. And for potential comedy value of watching the hype machine overheat, one rival executive to the Lakers said he's just too good. He's too slick. He checks all the boxes. Family issues are not a factor because Ball will be drafted. <clears throat> um... Because the ball who will be drafted has shown himself to be grounded, relaxed, and more than anything a team player with little interest in demanding the spotlight. He has great vision and is a pass-first point guard with the basketball IQ to deliver the ball at the right time to the right spot. So, I mean, it's a pretty pretty glowing review, and he's obviously for good reason. That's why he's projected to be number two. Um, but nothing in there... To me, screamed like, "Oh, he's super athletic." It just kind of like he was, you know, he's one of the better of the low-key point guards, which is fine. I mean, teams need that. That's what. That's exactly what I was talking about with Frank Mason, you know. So, but when you read like Josh Jackson's and Markel Fultz, that everybody's glowing review about how, you know, how athletic he is and how he's not going to struggle to score in the league. And so when you're sandwiched. So right now they have Fultz first, Ball second, and Josh Jackson third. Like when you're sandwiched between Jackson and Fultz, you're going to be expected to do big things. Just like, uh, God, what was his name now? Who got drafted between LeBron and Oh um, yeah, um, uh, Darko Milicic. Yep. You know, you're you're just naturally going to be always linked with being picked after LeBron and before D-Wade and before Melo, however it folded out, but in probably the greatest NBA draft class ever. You know, so it's just going to be interesting to see how he handles that and whether or not he's going to actually be in the league in six or seven years. But I will say one thing. He kind of reminds me of how I felt about Steph Curry, and but he's nowhere near the shooter that Steph is. So, I don't know. I just, I, I, again, I just don't think he's going to be a great pro. I hope I'm wrong because I kind of like him, but I just, I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, he's definitely not the, the hyper-athletic type like uh, the other guys. He's uh, mm-hmm. more like a, a slow, not slow, but, you know, just a smooth, long, uh, you know, just long or just smooth and, 
natural, smooth movement and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't look athletic, but it, it gets the job done. Um, yeah, he's definitely the uh, the lightning rod of the draft, I guess. I mean, Fultz is going to go first overall, and um, you know, it doesn't even get talked about that much, really, because Bowl takes up all the airtime. Yep. For now, anyway. So that's a curse and a blessing for for Fultz, anyway. But if he could fit in with the young guys there and and in, in uh, Philly, they got a a good um, future anyway. If they can all stay healthy and if he if ben, if they all mesh together when Simmons comes in and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Well, the good thing about Fultz's position is he, nobody on that team demands the ball, so it's going to be interesting. To, obviously, Ben Simmons coming in will be a little different story, but. You know, somebody like Josh Jackson, who is linked to going with the Celtics, if Isaiah is going to be still be there, Isaiah has to have the ball in his hands to be effective. Yeah. You know, so how does Josh Jackson play off of that? And he's a, you know, he could be a spot up shooter too, but he's also just a scorer in general. Yeah, he's gonna so, he's gonna watch some um, some Dwayne Wade tape, I think. You know, cut yeah. to the basket and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do for him. But yeah, if he, if, you know, if he can knock down a good percentage of three, that would help him a lot. But yeah, it's gonna be tough playing with Isaiah if if that's direction Boston goes up there. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, and, and you never know. I mean, Boston could trade that pick for George or Butler. Or oh yeah, it. definitely. Yeah. Yep. So. If you're if you're Indiana and Josh Jackson is still there at three, and you know you're losing George. Or if you're Chicago and you know you're losing Butler, why wouldn't you just trade jo- for Josh Jackson? I mean, he's going to be the next one of those two guys. So you might as well just trade for him now and get control of him. Otherwise, in a year, you're just going to lose George. So if I were them, I would definitely, I would totally be making that move or call at least to the Celtics. Yeah, especially if it's for Josh Jackson, who, um, you know, has a little bit of a Paul George in his game as of right now. I mean, if that's anybody he's going to... I mean, if that's his, his ceiling, it's it's Paul George, the type of player he could could be, really. And Jimmy yeah. Butler. I mean, they're both kind of the same type of player. Yep. So that would be a, a good fit for both them teams, really. It'd take a lot more for... I mean, I think it would take more than just the pick for... for I think they'd ask more than just that, you know, just mm-hmm. more than just number three overall from George, but I don't know. I mean, it'll be, that's what makes it so interesting. I mean, anybody can go in that spot, and it could be traded out with so many teams that Knicks can move up, trade their guys, or George can go, or Butler can go, or yeah, Clippers, Celtics, Clippers can trade one of their guys, or anything really crazy can happen. Yep, and this, if the Celtics draft Josh Jackson, that does not mean Josh Jackson is going to land in, in Boston. Right, I mean, I with, with the NBA draft, they uh, you see a lot of teams picking for other teams. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. NBA draft is bananas. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. There was I I can't remember I won't remember the name so I won't touch on it quickly but I think last year or two years ago somebody got drafted by a team and like he got traded to two or three different teams on draft night before he even. You know, knew I, obviously he knew he was drafted, but he was on. He was 
officially a part of like two or three different teams before finally landing where he ended up. And it's just like that happens on NBA draft night where some team will draft you and then they'll trade your rights to some other team and that team will trade that, you know, those rights to another team. I mean, so it's just that's how that's how crazy the NBA draft gets. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that I mean, it happened with Kobe with the Hornets. Yep. And then, yeah, so, I mean, if geez, it happened to Kobe. It could happen to anybody, I guess. But um, I just saw on Twitter that the Cavs offered Bill up the job, but he it still doesn't know what he wants to do yet. So No, I, I mean, why wouldn't you take a high-ranking NBA executive job? Yeah, but once you take it the night before the draft, the team probably need to know. Yeah. You probably just tell them. Well, I, I guess at this point it doesn't matter. You might as well just wait till the morning. Yeah. But. So, yeah, that's, that's all I got on the NBA. Yeah, that's all my notes, and that's the only. And I saw on Twitter the the projected salary cap is coming in three million dollars lower than what was projected before. So. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's that's a mid level exception, pretty much. So that's kind of a big deal for. Oh, yeah, definitely. trying to stay under the cap and not pay luxury tax and all that kind of stuff so yeah yep so I think that's it from my side I don't know if you got anything no I'm good anything else we need to cover nope alright maybe we'll uh, get the twitter going during the draft tomorrow and yeah, we'll probably be on there. Yeah, keep that going. And uh, that's it. We'll be back next week. I don't know what the heck we're going to talk about then, but we'll see what's going on. Uh, let's, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, if you uh, I think we say this every week. If you want us to talk about something, tweet us. If you want to come on, tweet us. Maybe we'll get you on. Tweet us, um, text us, email us. If you want your own podcast, let us know, and we'll we'll get you part of the we'll get your own channel. Yep. Um, that's it. Watch a draft tomorrow. Um, watch the fights this weekend. If not doing anything else, uh, watch baseball because that's the only sports that's on TV right now. Yep. And that's it. Well, uh, yeah, just follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes and all that kind of good stuff and tell your friends and hopefully we don't have technical difficulties this week and we'll keep it going week to week from now on. Yep. That's it. Good night. Bye.